0: You're listening to The Brian and Gina Show, the official podcast of L.A. Magazine. Here are your hosts, Brian and Gina. Hey,
1: everybody. What's up? Welcome to The Brian and Gina Show, the official podcast of Los Angeles Magazine. I'm Gina Grad. I'm Brian Bishop. And we just have a bunch to bring you. We have some personal stuff. We have some not so personal stuff and stuff we would love for you to weigh in on. Um, Brian, you have been busy. There's been huh. a lot, lot going on. There's been a week, <laughs> and uh, you, you, at first just kind of want an update, like from you. Well, just, actually, you know, it's funny. I was, th- I
2: was thinking about what would be the lead story for a lot of people in their week, uh, which uh, I don't think I've mentioned it to you. But our bathroom flooded uh, on. Pro- so my, my dad died on Monday uh, last week. I to the Bay Area on Wednesday. To, uh, help, you know, go through his stuff and to help my brother and my mom take care of, you know, a lot of things. What, just whatever I could do. It was nice right. to see them. Flew back the next day, uh, which is Thursday, Friday morning, uh, get everything ready for, uh, for the housekeeper to come over and tidy up her well, once a month, uh, cleaning. And, uh, wouldn't you know it, the, the, the toilet overflows in the bathroom. Uh, sending, um, whatever you would expect in the pipes Oof. of a toilet while uh. oh, this thick, I'm making three inches of my, uh, fingers here, this thick in the guest bathroom. Thankfully, it's, uh, tiled up to about five inches. And so uh, I, uh, I, I heard it from across the house. I was like, I heard this splashing, like a loud splashing, and I'm like, like it sounded like a hose on bricks, yep. and the, the gardener was here next door. And I'm like, man, he was really going to town on those bricks. And I'm like, I should check on that. And I get up and go to the second bathroom, and, and it is uh, there is overflowing water uh, invading our bathroom. Thankfully, uh, I was able to get all of our uh, beach towels out oh. of the closet and down on the floor to make enough of a uh, soak up slash barrier to avoid the water getting to the actual hardwood. Um, but this is just one of those things, you know, called... I I, I, I will admit, uh, I don't know if this is ethical, but t- who cares? I called uh, two plumbing services, two rather large uh, name brand plumbing services, and uh, said, hey, come out here ASAP. I got an overflowing toilet. And they both gave me like windows of uh, two hours. Thinking, I'm thinking to myself, well, whichever one shows up first. Yeah job. And uh, one shot up first and the other just called and canceled. And so uh, they snaked the drain as best they could uh, and uh, uh, relieved the uh, clog. But uh, there may be some work down the road.
1: <sighs> okay. Okay. Couple so the, the
2: bathroom smelled especially like a bathroom.
1: <laughs> I am worried, by the way, this is more really, I'm the victim because I'm worried about the next time I ask you how you are. Because mm-hmm. I don't know how much more of this I can take. There's the
2: bathroom just... <laughs> was, was uh, an issue. Thankfully it was contained to, to a, a, a half of a day. Uh, and, and after that, we kind of got it under control. Um, so that is, that's good news. And what then, was of course, the
1: culprit and why was it a Barbie?
2: And most likely, you know, our our uh, seven, almost uh, seven year old daughter using way too much toilet paper. And, but also um, our house uh, the washout line, I think is what, is what the plumbers call it, uh, use it's used, that particular line is used by the uh, washer, washing machine, the dishwasher, and the bathroom on that side of the house. Washing machine and dishwasher were going at the same time, which can create sort of a bubble effect. And uh, I guess there's enough stuck down there that backs everything up. Sweet baby Jesus in the manger. But we got it taken care of. Uh, and of course the goddamn hurricane over the weekend, which was oversold to us a bit. I mean, it rained yeah. a lot, but, uh, I was, I was looking on, you know, on my, uh, my favorite app, Weather Underground, and it'll give you the hour by hour. It'll give you the wind speeds and everything. Right. I was, I was promised 31 mile an hour winds. And I, I judging on what is usually the case uh felt like 10, 10, yeah. and 12
1: goods, not as advertised. You're absolutely right about that because I didn't we shouldn't know. What makes a hurricane a hurricane? But now we kind of do because we waited for something that never happened. No wind in our neighborhood. Just rain. The trees, the leaves stayed exactly where they were. Yeah. But that's like I was waiting for gale force. I was waiting to see a you oh, know yeah. a, witch, a witch's feet under a you know under. Well, that's where I'm from. But um yeah, I
2: did make that that uh that uh, reference to Tessa, who I think it was Lost on. I don't know if she'd ever actually seen Wizard of Oz, but I was like. Yeah, take careful, Tessa. If the wind gets too strong, it'll drop a house on you. You'll drop a house on you. You'll be transported to the land of Oz.
1: How has, how has your child never seen Wizard of Oz? I'm, I, I'm not
2: certain. I, I have a 40% confidence that she has, but I, I don't. I've never watched it with her.
1: Interesting, because... Wizard of Oz was a big debate in our house for many years because I said, why hasn't this child seen Wizard of Oz? And Andy said, it's because it's too scary, which we came to realize my husband was scared of a lot of things as a child, not even remotely scary to my stepson, Hmm. my six-year-old, who was just like, what What was the scary part? What did I miss? Like the flying monkeys or the trees with the apples? He's like, yeah, again, what? What was the scary part I was supposed to close my eyes at, so yeah, get okay. on board, Tessa.:
2: Yeah, tangent to that, uh, as uh, you and some of our listeners know, I host a movie podcast called "The Film Vaults," and we have done uh, top five disturbing movies uh, in the past, and you can only imagine what ends up on the list. My number one was, of course, "Return to Oz.":
1: Oh, the most 100%. disturbing
2: film ever made. That's still oh, no haunts me this day.
1: Yeah, yeah, no one's going to argue that. So
2: show the boy, uh, uh, show the <laughs> kid boy, uh, turn to Oz. He'll change his tune.
1: There is no way I'm showing him that. Although, and this will be fun to talk about next week, um, as one of our many stuffed packed weekend plans, we are going back to the drive-in theater for his first viewing of Willy Wonka.
2: Nice. Now, Willy Wonka is not a disturbing film, save for the sequence in the middle where they're the going love down tunnel. the river. love tunnel.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's Bizarre. the other reason he's eight years old now officially and Andy hasn't let him see it. I said, he's fine. And you know what? You know what can solve that? This. Just yeah. put your little hand little over break. He's fine. It's Willy Wonka. Plus, yeah. I want him to see the OG and then he can see the whatever and the Chalamet and the sure, Johnny sure. Depp. But you got to start at the very beginning, a very good place to start.
2: I'm really glad you're seeing it I want a fresh perspective at least how when's last time you saw Willy Wonka I imagine oh, it's been years years ago because Gene Wilder is uh, was and was an underrated uh, acting performing genius and yes. I, I'm very uh I always think about man he was really great in that movie
1: that and it's supposed to be a double feature but unfortunately we can't stay because it is blazing saddles
2: Oh, and yeah, yeah. I don't want anyone picking up any new terms. A lot of fun uh, for the adults, but less so for, for the kid who might repeat himself on the plane. Yeah.
1: So we're not doing that. Also, I don't know if this is true or not, but since you are the film buff, you can maybe confirm or deny that lore has it that Gene Wilder refused to play the part of Willy Wonka unless he could do the walk, walk, trip, somersault at the beginning.
2: I I have not heard that. Uh, that said, if you watch that as a, as a gif or a gif, uh, and, uh, you're watching it on repeat, it is amazing how far he gets before he tucks and rolls. Like he's about to do a face plant (laughs) and like Dean Wilder, underrated athlete apparently of the day. Because yeah, because he like this, if you really watch it and you're like, this man's about to do a face plant and he tucks and rolls at the last possible moment.
1: Yes. I'm so glad you said that because apparently and this may have been a quote, but then again, like people say, like, you know, uh, you may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one and quoting like Abraham Lincoln. So you never know what's real and what isn't. But the quote was something to the effect of it's it's that important because it's his first opportunity to show the audience that that things aren't always what they seem and that that was very important to him.
2: Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I'm so trying to remember like the, what do we have off the top of our head? Maybe Gary can look, look it up. What year was Willy Wonka? I feel like it was 74. I was going to
1: say 69, 70. Oh, wow. It's maybe, maybe it was. Uh, F. 71. 71. Okay. Scary. So
2: that was before Blazing Saddles, that was before Young Frankenstein. So Gene Wilder, I don't think, was that established as like a movie star. Well, it's um, completely off memory. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong.
1: No, you you could be totally right. And just because you're in the right demo for it, we we often have spoken on this show and our our previous show about movies that we thought were good only because they came out at the exact right time. Do you remember a little Gene Wilder, Gilda Radner vehicle called Haunted Honeymoon? I've
2: actually never seen it, but I'm familiar with this uh, with this this uh, cult classic. What is it?
1: One of my I mean, favorites I, as a child, I Dom think, DeLuise. I think some
2: people have affinity for it.
1: I didn't know that. Oh, great! <laughs> Loved that movie as a kid. Watched it a million times. Anyway, I'm so glad we could briefly celebrate the yeah. career of Gene Wilder and um, and by, by proxy, Gilda Radner, his
2: wife at the time, who died way too young yes. uh, of ovarian cancer. And she has a charity uh, out of Chicago, a thing called Gilda's Club. I'm going to get get the details wrong, but uh, I believe it's, I believe it's called Gilda's Club. And uh, yeah, it's uh, founded in her memory and they continue to raise funds today, as far as I know.
1: Uh, You're right. It is Gilda's Club, a community organization for people with cancer, their families and friends. uh, So you're absolutely right. And I would only imagine a worthy charity to donate to.
2: Yeah, I did it last year for my 365 days of giving.
1: How much were you out after that? Are you guys still okay? Well, cash
2: wise, yeah, eight, probably $1,800. We had taxes yeah. recently, uh, and it was $5 a day for 365 days. Uh, right. So, you know, do the math.
1: That's good. That's some good tax deduction, though.
2: So it's good karma. Is it Although,
1: is. did you have to take 365 separate ones? De- Meaning separate, what? Deductions, separate deductions? every $5? No, I,
2: I hope not. I just told my accountant, I was like, I did put this with cash donations. Good. I didn't even bother with the receipts. I'm like, listen, if the IRS comes knocking, <laughs> I'll happily forward them 365 goddamn emails, but I'm not printing the shit out. That is ridiculous.
1: I I absolutely agree with you on that. Uh, also, just real quick, I know Christy, so I know that this, I already know the answer to this question. No oh, please. But, um, just real quick to to just mop up, pardon the pun, your toilet, uh, your harrowing toilet story. You do know that those towels now either have to be burned or at the very least go in separately away from clothes and sheets on hot, hot water. Yes.
2: The towels were washed separately um, against my wishes. When the housekeeper showed up, I was like, Estella, the, I showed her the mess and the plumber is still on his way. And I was like, Estella don't worry about this i'll take care of this 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 is not in your uh job it is literally in yeah. your job description but I was like don't don't worry yourself with this i'll take care of the towels they were sopping they were sopping wet they were in Ugh. three inches of water sewage. Filled, you know sewage yeah. water and i'm like don't worry about this I'll take care of it fully intending they're in the shower at this point the tub fully intending just let them dry for a couple of days yeah. and then you know throw them in she and they're heavy as shit. And she took them outside and washed them all. And I was like, thank you so much. You did not have to do that per my explicit instructions, but thank you very much.
1: I hope she was a recipient for one of those $5 upgrades.
2: We always give her a, a tip at the end of the year, Good. like a Christmas bonus or what? Yeah, yeah, a Christmas bonus. So well, let's not forget.
1: It. Yeah, let's not yeah. forget the sewage towels. She'll
2: earn it this year. Anyway, you mentioned earlier you're afraid. You're afraid now. To ask me how I'm doing.
1: Yes. I can't take another story. I can't take another operation or uh, God forbid, a parent or a toilet. I can't. Sure. I can't take it. This
2: is all harrowing and, and awful. But Gina, please ask me how I'm doing. I know I just literally as you took a sip of water. Cutie. <sighs> okay. Oh, I already have a stomachache. Oh, boy.
1: I'm sweating. Uh, Brian, how you doing? How dare you? You know what I'm going through. Yeah. No.
2: Uh, I am doing great. I've never been better. Uh, and uh, the reason I sound flippant, but the reason is because we, so catching people up, I had my brain biopsy. Uh, was it been three, four weeks ago now? Yeah. It's, been, it's, yeah, it was the 25th. My God, four weeks ago. Uh, I had my brain biopsy with the intention of getting a small sample of my tumor for the first time in 14 years. Ever. And 10. Yeah, first time ever. Not in fourteen years. First time ever in fourteen years of dealing with this mess and getting the uh results, uh i.e. what was what the, the exact they wanted to see if it had a specific mutation that would make it eligible uh, basically if there would be efficacy from this new drug that's been developed and it's coming on the market very soon. I mistakenly said it was already on. Turns out it's it's awaiting final approval. But uh I I hesitate I've talked about what a game changer this uh, this new medication is. It's, right. been developed. it's called vorasidenib. It, uh, it's a mouthful. I assume they'll have a nice, you know, fancy proprietary yeah. name at that point. But uh, if you, the listener, know anyone who is in the neurology, neuro oncology, and even the oncology space. Ask them if they've heard of vorasidenib and what it's supposed to be and what it's supposed to do. Chances are very good that they will have heard of it and they will be very excited about it. It's uh, supposedly a game changer for people with my specific uh, tumor, uh, low-grade gliomas. And they're called low-grade because they grow slowly. But the problem is they grow steadily. So they're uh, often... Almost always deadly, and they'll they'll get you. It's like that movie; it follows. Like, there's not going mm. to come fast, but it's going to come at you. And, a tortoise uh, tumor. Yes, and so I got uh, I got a little bit of my a gram of my brain taken out, as we talked about, and it's been sent off to the lab, which takes several weeks. Uh, I, I've been I've talked to my doctor since then, and he's like, "Yeah, results still pending. Results still pending." Apparently, they're we doing the wheel of tests on, on my. Oh. my and they're going to get every bit of information they can, Good. including the information that just came to us a couple of days ago. I got a text from my uh, neuro-oncologist uh, at 10.06 p.m. that said, uh, I'll see if I can remember what it said verbatim. It said, uh, ADH1 mutation positive and uh uh methyl, whatever, and, and MTMA methylization uh also, which is great news. Thumbs up, exclamation point. And that was all I got. I hadn't heard from him until I saw him yesterday, uh at which point we went in to give us the full results. Uh my tumor does have the necessary uh uh um, uh, mutation. It? It mutation. Thank you. I was going to say medication, but I got stuck on the word. Yes, no, it's the Mutation. So they're looking. Uh, this is all way too scientific, even for me. I only know this because I've done so much research. They're looking for a ADH one or ADH two uh, mutation, which means uh, your tumor uses. The, uh, that mutation to grow. And if it has one of those two mutations, the, uh, data in the trials that they've done for this new medication called vorasidenib uh, has shown remarkable efficacy in stopping the tumor in its tracks, just, you know, keeping it at bay for, it, it's, it works. Here's two examples of how well it worked in the trial. Number one. Uh, apparently I didn't know this. uh, Apparently there is a sort of a fiduciary medical duty, uh, that once you're so far in, and if the medication is showing, uh, cause it's a placebo group and as a medication group and it's double line, no one knows who has what, and if the medication for the group with the medication, uh, is showing. Such stark dramatic improvement versus the placebo, you have to unblind the people on the placebo and give them the option to go on the medication. Wow. And apparently, every apparently, apparently, every single person in the study who was on the placebo voluntarily w- went over to the medication. Uh, and so they 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 judge, they, they gauge the efficacy in time spent until next. Um, Time until next intervention, which means like, okay, we're gonna you know see how long it takes to, until you need chemo, or until you need surgery, or until you need what radiation. And uh, for the people in the placebo group, it was I don't know, fourteen months or something of doing nothing before they needed something done. For the people in the medication group, there is no there is no data. There's no limit because they haven't needed any oh, further treatment. God. So it's a big big deal and. The doctor, My doctor is going to start me on a cousin to this drug that is currently available that works pretty much the same way. The ultimate goal is when this medication becomes commercially available in a few months. Uh, could be, He said December, it could be March, whatever it is, uh, it has better penetration of the blood-brain barrier and thus can uh, be even more effective. So, good news all around.
1: Oh, my God god
2: yeah we're pretty stoked
1: this brian i i get it your family it's cute and everything i needed this i needed
2: this from you i'm glad i could do this for you
1: thank you oh my god this is amazing i've never prayed so hard for somebody to be be a mutant this is amazing that's good incredible
2: yeah, yeah, it's the best, it's the best uh, possible outcome. I mean, I don't know if having both mutations is even possible, but to having one of the two is, uh, what we're hoping for and to have it, uh, methylated as he, uh, as he put, uh, apparently increases the uh, efficacy even more. So, um, we're, uh, we're very, very optimistic. It's a weird, you know, it's, it's, it's existentially a weird time, you know, now with this coming down the pike because, you know, you know, me, like, I don't I don't bring up the tumor that much like right. and, 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 as much as believe me I could um but like it's been my identity for a decade and a half you know like cancer or survivor or you know, advocate or whatever and uh to think that I I you know, knock on wood all best case scenario you know while this won't completely eradicate and destroy my tumor most likely it will Living, living your life six months at a time—you know what I mean—is very, very difficult. And like, even just like going to physical therapy or, or trying to, you know, get fit and healthy is hard because eighteen months down the road, you—you you, you could be on another medication that knocks right. you back to score one. Right. So the idea that I'll be able to lay some runway or some track down in front of our lives is—it's it, uh its hard to wrap my mind around.
1: I am so happy for you. I am so happy for your wife, for your child. This is like, a, like you said, if all goes according to plan, this is like a permanent pause button.
2: Yeah. It's a, it's literally a daily pill. It's not even, I don't even have to go to hospital for infusion. It's like oh a daily pill that I would take, you know, ideally forever and, uh, would work forever or, you know, at the very least many, many years. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the only it's funny because the only sticking point was going to be insurance, but I just got a notification an hour ago that insurance had approved oh this inter, intermediate drug that's gonna be a nice bridge to when the uh the the, the real you know breakthrough of or Sydney was available to everyone.
1: This is fantastic. This is the kind of weekend news we were all praying for. That's right.
2: That's I right. The hurricane crazy. is gone. Oh, thank you. <laughs> my tumor is, is going to be under <laughs> hurricane control.
1: Hurricane Brian is around for good.
2: Yeah. This so it's uh, awesome. it's a crazy time.
1: Oh my God. Thank you so much for, for sharing. And for that, um that educational update, because all I knew is like, I don't know, I think we're hoping for a mutation, whatever that means. I don't know if it was yeah. a Ninja turtle. I don't know what kind of <laughs> m- mutation we're talking about, but I am thrilled. I'm so happy you didn't need that gram of brain anyway. It was doing you no, no good. It's dragging from it. you down. Awesome. This is this is amazing. I, I assume you've told your family
2: Yes, uh, I have. I've texted a few close friends, and uh, but this is, I think, the first time i have you know, talking oh. about it publicly. So, thanks everyone for your support and uh, and for reaching out and and, and everything. You're know, responding to Christie's posts about how I'm recovering. I'm doing pretty well, and you know, the future's bright. It's a oh. it's a crazy time. I really do encourage listeners if they you know they have a cousin or a friends wife or whoever is in this space, you know, uh, neurology, oncology, whatever, you know, reach out and ask what this really means because I don't want to oversell it, but it's, uh, it's being treated like, um, uh, I've heard many people professionals at this point call it a game changer,
1: like a panacea for, for health, for people. With
2: yeah. Cancer. And I'm, I'm honestly, I'm thrilled for me, of course, but I'm, I'm so happy for the brain tumor community because, you know, it, uh, maybe unnecessary background, but the reason that a lot of these big companies don't put a lot of money and resources into, you know, cure you know, cure, treatments for brain tumors is because it's expensive and the, the effect is marginal sometimes the improvement. And, you know, it's, it, if it's a bottom line based business, then, you know, it's hard to justify that where it's like, I who knows if this right. is even going to be, you know, marketable, uh, sadly. And, uh, of course, Speaking of which, the company that developed this is a private company. They're not they're not publicly traded. They're just a you know privately held company. So, private enterprise, man, it it <laughs> it, wow. uh, it works.
1: Incredible, Mazel tov. Mazel tov, to the science community. Yeah, this is incredible. And it's funny, like every what has it been fourteen years? So when you're yeah, fourteen plus, you're, yeah, just coming on sixty. Then it'll be then then we'll be completely done with this.
2: That'd be amazing. It'd be awesome for the whole community. I was thinking about how you know I'm giving the uh, keynote address at the American right. Brain Tumor Association uh, conference in a couple of weeks, and I was like, I was thinking to myself, this is going to be like a hot topic. Like oh. people, I, I need to include some of this in my in my speech because this is this is the biggest news for brain tumor agents in
1: in decades. This is incredible. Yeah. This is incredible. And again, like hey you know it's added value you you're doing a documentary about this this is we uh, did, we did,
2: we did document my appointment with the
1: Oh my God! Were you? Well, I, I was going to say, were you scared to be in there with the camera crew? But the good news is, you had already gotten some sort of cryptic text that told you it was good news. So
2: yeah, yeah, we we, we expected a uh, good results, but I didn't know what the full oh. menu was going to offer. So it was it was it was great. It was, it was great, and I'm excited for me, like you said, I'm excited for Tessa. Well, less so for Tessa. She doesn't care. she doesn't care, but oh. uh, for Christy, and right. uh, yeah, it's onward and upward, man. I you know I, I've been dealing with. Deficit to a certain degree, uh, physically and even speech-wise, you know, for years. And hopefully this gives me enough runway and track, like I said before, to really, really improve. This is, this is amazing. Yeah. This is
1: amazing. I'm excited. I, I'll, I,
2: I'll be joining Andy on his, uh, pickup basketball. League. <laughs> oh,
1: league. Please before don't. Though. He just joined like three more. Uh, yeah, this is, this is fantastic. I mean, what else is there to say? This is, this is amazing. I'm so happy. We're all so happy God bless. God bless these scientists, the ones who said yeah. it's not worth it. You know what, motherfucker? I think it is. So we'll, we'll yeah. just go private and figure this out.
2: It, it's. Great. I, we can get into that as a philosophical debate, but yes, uh, thank goodness for uh, private oh. enterprise and people uh, putting, you know, putting their money where the mouth is.
1: Oh. God, that's so great. Um, I mean, every everything else that we're going to talk about. Well, let's be honest; it was going to be anyway. But everything else we're going to talk about is 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 shallow and vain, and and unworth your time listening to. Now that we know uh, Brian is going to be on the road to recovery. That being said, I no. wanted to talk about this the other day, and Gary and I were filling in. Gary, you know, big shoes to fill. Uh He did have one good line when I said something remember What it was, and he said, This would be the time, yeah, this would be the point where Brian just says the joke really quickly, but I can't think of it. So let's okay. on. <laughs> the outsider's of a like. joke
2: was the joke,
1: <laughs> exactly. Um, but there was something I was like, Really, it was like such a hot button issue the other day, and I really wanted to talk about it. But I was like, No, this is not something you talk about without a film buff being part of the conversation and yes. winning it. So I'm very curious, uh, about your thoughts about this. As a, as a film connoisseur, I, I, I have thoughts being a Jew. Hmm. And, uh, oh, true. I think that, I think that, this is like, this is like a big deal, maybe for nothing. Um, although I love that, of course, our source that we can always go to for anything that everyone's talking about, Los Angeles Magazine, the, everybody covered this. And of course, LA Magazine just happened to do it better. So we're going to quote them. This Jeff Snyder wrote this. The headline, Bradley Cooper's maestro has a nose for controversy, but is mm-hmm. it overblown? Which, by the way, great headline. So- what are we talking about? And Brian, you, I I don't know if you have plans to see it or has it been released. Yeah, you no, know, it's it's. I believe it's filming. Okay, so okay, that's why we're getting these like quick snaps. So Bradley Cooper, I think this is this was like his baby. Like brought this to them. Like wrote, direct, and starring. It's the it's the Leonard Cohen story. Uh Leonard Bernstein. Leonard Bernstein. Uh, uh,
2: that was very interesting. <laughs> I I do love Leonard Cohen because um, I was looking he, at thing and like. That doesn't look like Leonard Cohen at all. They did a really bad job.
1: <laughs> Leonard Cohen's father. So Leonard Bernstein, you know, great yes. composer, and um, and I guess Bradley Cooper just just has has had sort of a, a thing for for his story. So uh, what I thought I read, and excuse me for going through this so quickly, but that this is like his baby, and he's starring in it, and mm-hmm. he has like all kinds of hands in it, and. Because he is looking like somebody else, they are trying to, with everything with makeup and prosthetics, they are trying to make him look like Leonard Bernstein. And, um, this is, this would definitely be a time to come to the YouTube page where we're doing this because there is a side-by-side video of Leonard Bernstein and Bradley Cooper that I really think that you at least have to see the picture before you weigh in. That's it. Mm. So just go to YouTube.com slash Los Angeles Magazine videos just so you can sort of see what we're talking about and why we're talking about it. So I did not know that there was a term called Jewface. Oh, my. I mean new I know yellow thingy. face, of
2: course I know you know black face, and yeah. not her Jew face.
1: I mean I guess I guess the I mean, I,
2: oyster. I, I threw it around plenty of times in the playground, <laughs> don't <get> me wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah, it hadn't been thrown my way at, at, at the slide or the monkey bars or the sure. swing or anything. So everyone, not everyone, probably a a, a small but loud portion of uh, culture is, um, yes, he did direct, star, and co-write the movie. Thanks, Gary. It's oh, like, he's really, this, like this is his baby. This is Bradley Cooper's baby. And people are crying Jew face and saying that the nose looks overdone and overblown and anti-Semitic. And uh, Brian, since you're looking at the pictures, the initial thoughts?
2: Initial thought. initial thought is, I wish I had a before picture of Bradley Cooper, uh, but I don't think that's an egregious. Not it's not like some weird Harry Potter hook nose. Like he right. just has a longer nose to match that of Leonard Bernstein. Like you uh, know, this is obviously a non uh, a non um, controversy. This is a, a, a very small, but like you said, loud uh, portion of the population that's crying this. Th- this has been done since time immemorial. If, if Bradley Cooper is playing a random Jew, that might be a problem. But he's playing a Perla. Like, he's playing a known famous person throughout history, Leonard Bernstein. So like uh, one of m- a million examples is like when Rami Malek won the Oscar for playing uh, Freddie Mercury, right. they fitted him with some God awful teeth. Yeah. Because Freddie Mercury had iconically God awful teeth. Like, you can't play the man without having you know those uh, choppers. And no right. one was like, Oh, it wasn't, it wasn't an ethnic thing. It was just like, that's how the man looks. So yeah. uh, I, I would imagine I don't know. It seems pretty tasteful to me. Well, yeah.
1: I mean, when we talk about being offended by prosthetics, we're talking about like Andy Rooney and breakfast at Tiffany's, right? Like, that's the the thing. Save that thought. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So that, that, but that's what I'm saying. Like, that is like, I would think the ultimate egregious racist, like, never again, we don't go Mm -hmm. back to that understood that's like a caricature and that was insane and i guess it was i don't know was it funny at the time i guess i mean that was a pretty f- famous movie popular it was movie played
2: for broad laughs yes
1: okay but i don't understand this as a member a long standing member some would say in utero of the jewish community i don't understand why you would say this if you are if somebody who by the way is or is not jewish i don't think bradley cooper's jewish to I my doubt knowledge it very much. um w- wants to wants to sort of uh you know memorialize or 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 take on the life of this icon because he respects him so much and we want to bring his story to life a person that m- most likely we know very little about mm-hmm. and he's doing his best as the person who brought the project to producers to whoever who's trying to do right by this person. Why, why, why would you ever think that he's trying to be disrespectful, that he's trying to be anti-Semitic, that he doesn't know what he's doing? I don't get it. Like you said, this is not a random person. This is a a historical figure that Bradley Cooper is trying his best to look like, to portray yeah. in a movie. What are we doing? What are so we talking a, about?
2: To take it a step further, I think you do that person a disservice if you don't try to look like that person. You know what I mean? If you're just like, Oh, I'm mean, like uh, a good example, I guess is uh, remember uh What was the Russell Crowe movie? The, uh, the one where he's insane. He's a professor. A br- beautiful uh, line. Yeah, beautiful mind. His wife was played by Jennifer Connelly. In real life, his wife is a I think like, a, like an immigrant Hispanic woman. Like she's she it was very uh, it was a little tiny bit of a controversy back then. And honestly, you could make case that, that is far more objectionable than you know what they're doing here. They, as I re, as I replied to your tweet about this, they give out awards for this. They give yes. out awards for makeup uh, and hair and uh, making someone look like someone else or unlike themselves. So yes. the notion that it would be in any way controversial is, is absurd.
1: You, you can't win. You, he, he, no one can win because either he does this and everyone says, oh, that's a little, uh, that's borderline anti-Semitic or he looks like himself. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, way to whitewash, uh, this man's heritage who, you know, we, a proud, proud member of the Jewish community, like way Indeed. to just make him look like you, pretty boy. So what are you supposed to do? And what I think yeah. you're supposed to do is just follow your heart and do what well, you know is right as an artist.
2: Like you said, it would be more offensive if he did nothing. Bradley Cooper just showed up as Bradley Cooper and, hey, I'm Leonard Bernstein. I think there's – I can't even actually think of an example because it's so egregious. But like if he was to – if one was to go so far as to be like a weird caricature, that would be offensive. But it feels like they're just trying to make him look like the guy.
1: Yeah, it's not – Exactly, and there are so many cinematic examples of like bad prosthetics. And maybe it was the time we just weren't there yet. Maybe somebody got over their skis. I think Brian and I have a couple examples. But I, as I as as Brian is a member of the film community, I mean, let's Indeed. just say you are. As I am a member of the the, the Hard J's, <laughs> leave Bradley alone. The Hard Jays is like the worst <laughs> gang ever. <laughs> I just, I can't take it. And I understand there's room for a conversation about, what was the movie where they cast Emma Stone as a Hawaiian, as a Polynesian. Oh, uh, Aloha.
2: That was, yeah. uh, that was Cameron Crowe's Aloha.
1: There's room for all these oh, conversations. <laughs> uh,
2: the, 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 do you remember the movie 21 about the, uh, the Harvard, uh, the uh, no, MIT uh, card counting uh, team that went to Vegas oh, based yeah. on the uh, book Bringing Down the House? Yeah. That was, that was starring, I, I can't even remember. It was some... Uh, you know, what uh, pretty boy uh, du jour, uh, some white kids. And uh, of course, uh, the team, the actual team in real life were all like, I think they were all Asian, maybe a, a couple of white kids. But like, they so, were very, they were first generation.
1: Okay. So obviously, there's room for improvement. We're already improving. We're going the right direction. But also, it's like, I think about a movie that at the time, really important, now would not be made with the same actor, but like, Transamerica was groundbreaking. The movie with Felicity Huffman. Yeah, yeah, Why would not be made
2: with Felicity Huffman.
1: Of course not. It was a movie, it was an incredible movie. Was it, what, almost 20 years old, maybe? 15 years old? I
2: think it about 15-ish.
1: Where she plays, oh, 2005 says Gary. Um, thank you. Um, where she plays a, m- someone born a man who's transitioned nice. a woman and it's a heartbreaking harrowing incredible raw story by the way which um the song from the soundtrack was up for um an oscar because it was dolly parton's traveling through who lost that year to three six mafia's heart out there for a pimp justified yeah thank you um one one endures and one doesn't but um (laughs) but yeah it's like she was She played the shit out of that role and it was incredible and it was incredibly like it like kind of like a gutsy film at the time. Now, we've paved a lot of ground since then, so we wouldn't make that same choice. But like when when we're just looking, I I just I've never understood looking for things to pick apart when we know somebody's heart is in the right place. I don't I don't understand that.
2: Yes. And and it just occurred to me, there is a business side of this, which is if you want to get your little independent movie about transitioning people made, you need a Felicity Huffman or someone of her stature to be right. attached. If you right. want, uh what was the well, boys don't cry. If you want that to be made, right. you need Hilary Swank attached, right? It, like I doubt, unless you can find uh, an A-list actor of Bradley Cooper's stature who looks a lot like Leonard Bernstein, yeah. you're going to have a hard time casting that role unless you use prosthetics. So there's a business side, which is like Dr. Drew was uh, famous for uh, saying from the Loveline days, accept reality on reality's terms. Reality's right. terms is you want this movie made, you want this movie in theaters, you need, this is what needs to happen. And in right. this case, uh, you got to uh, put a little prosthetic on on the schnoz. That's <laughs> Exactly. That's
1: yes, and if that is, if you feel that is incorrect, by all means, prove prove culture wrong. We do it all the time. No, uh, a bunch of Asian people can't open a movie. Oh, really? Crazy Rich Asians was yeah. huge, and now and Michelle Yao's like the darling. We're we're proving it all the time that women can open movies, that minorities can open movies, that trans. We're we do it every day. So keep doing it, and but like. Would it kill you to show a little grace and give someone the benefit of the doubt? That's at that's the end of the
2: day, point. it's it's called acting. They are acting like someone else. I mean, let's let the the best people at that job do that job, and we give them every tool possible. Prosthetics is just another tool to make it convincing and to get you in theater.
1: Right. Um, that being said, yes, doesn't always work out. Indeed. Um. We we pulled a couple of examples. I think Brian's will be much better than mine because my I was kind of getting a block, even though it's all I could think about. I couldn't nail down the, the examples I was like really looking for. <laughs> but But we thought it might be fun to give a couple examples of memorable prosthetics that maybe were memorable for the wrong reasons.
2: And this is the time where you want to go to youtube.com slash Los Angeles Magazine Videos and see exactly what we're talking about. We, we have, we have, uh, we have stills.
1: We have stills. How many do you have? I have three examples. Okay. I have two and a half. Okay. Well, let me just, oh, well, you start minute. first. You brought it up. Okay. Okay. Um, this, this might seem odd to you, but it's not. Um, do you remember a movie that, by the way, I hate? I saw once. I will never see it again, um, because I was bored, confused, and sad. The holy trinity of movies I do not ever want to endure again. Uh, Remember a little film called um, uh, "The Curious Life of Benjamin Button." I love that movie. Everybody loves that movie. My husband loves that movie. He's cry at the end. I. (sighs)
2: Sorry, uh, not sorry.
1: I hated the beginning. The middle was boring hate at the end
2: oh no i stubbed my toe on the way out of the theater was that
1: okay that's where you're crying yeah it too sad don't like seeing i mean wait can we spoil at this point is it a spoiler when it's in the title
2: yeah and it's also based on a very famous novel so i think we can
1: okay describe
2: whatever we need to
1: i'm going to give you the whole movie in three sentences ugly grandpa baby gets cast out of society breaks my heart i'm already out long like 14 hour middle of like everyone pretending that like brad pitt's not as hot and i can't even say it a toddler Mm -hmm. who's reversing physically reversing but not mentally so a toddler with alzheimer's yeah that's fair that's the whole movie a, a monster grandpa baby that nobody wants, a long, boring middle, and a toddler with dementia. Oh, you thought the middle was boring? I, I love that movie. Uh, that's an underrated classic. That was nominated made
2: I, for like 12 Oscars.
1: I don't get it. I think I just, I have a block on shit that sad. I don't know sure. why. I, it, I understand. Didn't, it didn't work for me. And I know I'm alone. So anyway, for that reason, but not only that reason, I couldn't stop thinking about Brad Pitt brad pitt in like let's make him a little more i think we have a picture let's make him a little more normal looking old yeah that's like that's like 18 year old
2: brad pitt or or 20 year old brad pitt in 20 this, year in old this movie.
1: when he's supposed to look what like 65
2: yeah whatever it is he, he looks like an old like a like a retiree
1: yeah exactly he lo- exactly he looks like um he looks like a nudist who was like forced to wear clothes with his like long scraggly hair and like yeah
2: This is the guy in the antique shop who doesn't want you in there because he's only there for as a tax write off. Yes. Like, what do you want?
1: Right. And and so I didn't think. Again, I have a block on this entire movie, but this always stuck out at me because it's like we get it. You're trying to make him look old, and we're trying. But guess what? Brad Pitt now is not that far from (laughs) sixty, and he looks nothing like this. So this was kind of, I think a slap in the face to all of us who who have seen Brad Pitt even in passing.
2: Sure. Although like, skincare, was- skincare might not have been what it was in when this movie was set, 1960, but I'm with you. Okay. Tell us all the
1: also, I'm with you. just by Bashert, as your people say, I happen to, right before we start recording, there's this woman I follow on Instagram. I think her, shit, I should have been more conscious of this when I was watching it. I think her name's ig famous dana i believe and i'll double check but um she looks at people and not like a not in an insulting way not in a gotcha way like she works in like the like medical aesthetic like industry you know like botox and stuff i think and like for lack of a better way to put it uh, like outs celebrities Mm -hmm. like i can tell they've had this because of this but like she was gorgeous before she's gorgeous now but here's what i don't think she's told you in when she's, you know, hawking her skincare regimen, you know, that kind of thing. Sure, sure. And sure. she just did one that I just, it's, yeah, IG famous by Dana. She just did one on Brad Pitt. And I won't play the audio, but I'll tell you, um, she believes, allegedly, she believes that Brad Pitt has had a mid and lower facelift. Oh. And um, she posts pictures. I'm sorry, I should have given them to Gary. I didn't think of it. I'm just going to put them right up to the screen. Okay. But how? Let's say at this age, where again he's like older. He has no more jowls. His his jaw and his chin are as chiseled as they were when he was 21. And a lot of guys, she said, don't do upper facelifts because that it it ends up looking feminine.
2: Sure, and sure. It's
1: too soft, but when you leave that salt and pepper hair and that furrowed brow, and you just chisel the bottom, and okay. apparently you can put the fat pads back up where they were Ooh. when you were in your prime.
2: Did not know there were such things, fat pads.
1: So, oh yeah, that's. Have you not heard of buckle fat removal? No, sorry. Oh, Brian, where have you been? Apparently, now that I got the clean bill of health. That's right, in your cheeks. These little things that make you look like you have baby fat and like a uh-huh. little pudge, that's buckle fat inside Ooh. your mouth. And you can have the pads removed, which a lot of doctors say, do not do that unless you want to look like uh, the screen poster, because you will be oh, shallow. And F. So um, anyway, I don't know if he did or not. And she's not sure. She says allegedly, but it's just more of a slap in the face when he's supposed to look the age he almost is now. And he looks better than ever.
2: Yeah, I was going to say whatever it was worked. So it's funny you mentioned the uh, sunken uh, cheekbones area because uh, an actor who may have had his fat pads lost at birth because <laughs> he has that chiseled look always uh, is my first example of bad makeup, but it's not his fault. See, this is a great actor and uh, a handsome fella. It's about Guy Pierce in the movie Prometheus. Now, I don't know if uh. you've seen Prometheus. This is a prequel to the alien uh, movies, but uh, we're looking at, he's supposed to be 102 years old right here. Oh. and it's, it's, it's not convincing. Uh, the next picture will uh, will show an even oh. yeah, unfortunately, this is a, this is a handsome, chiseled young, youngish man who uh, is playing 102 years old, and it's just not convincing. the makeup is not helping.:
1: Yeah, he looks more like he's a young guy who fell asleep in a bathtub and got pooped. yeah what is, exactly what is that chin? He looks like a burn victim? Yeah. yeah. And I know well, it's very difficult to change anyone's eyes, but he, he has very youthful eyes.
2: Indeed. He has a very, and his teeth are perfect. I mean, oh. listen, there's only so much you can do when you're dealing with uh, Picasso, like uh, well, it's maybe an insult, a Rembrandt, like uh, uh, mm. Guy Pierce. But um, otherwise, actually, I do kind of like this movie, Prometheus, but uh, this was not the highlight.
1: I've never seen it. I, am I to believe? Because I know nothing about it. It's the prequel to Alien. So do it, we, is, are, it
2: is a prequel to Alien.
1: Okay, so is it like, hey, Alien? Like we're dispatching you to go terrorize these other aliens? No, that we call humans. No,
2: it's just another um, expedition. I guess you could say uh, that happens upon the same site and uh, as the original Alien movie and uh, experiences similar things, but uh-huh. it brings us up to speed. Uh, to the franchise as we know it.
1: Oh, so Guy Pierce isn't supposed to be an alien?
2: No, uh, sadly, no. You're looking at a human being.
1: Okay, so that as we've we've said many times, you can be a lot of things, but don't be confusing.
2: Yes, that, that, that was, was that was a misstep.
1: Okay, I agree. Um, this is where my one and a half comes in. This is my only mm-hmm. other example. Again, not that there was <sighs> there was just so much going on. Brian, you're the only person I can really have this conversation with because it is about a movie, one of two movies that you and I love that other people were like, eh. All right, let's of hear course, it. Of course. Cloud Atlas. I
2: was hoping you were going to go there because with- there was some controversy about, uh, yellow face in this movie, but I think you, you and I are on the same page. This is Put depicting a, this is depicting a future. Yeah. The, the future world that is, uh. Due to generations of racial mixing, uh, people all kind of look the same, which is vaguely Asian, vaguely white. Like whether you're black or white right. or Asian, you're going to look kind of similar. So this that makes not, sense. In this futuristic.
1: Is, I don't want Brian to be misunderstood. This is not a, a sort of a cautionary tale about race mixing.
2: No, We're it is for. not. No, no. They're, they're, it's a well thought out um, take on the future.
1: Yes. Um, so Brian and I both seen this movie Both really like this movie. We both like Vanilla Sky, which sometimes we both feel like we're alone on. And the only thing at first, okay, you can only do so much to Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is Tom Hanks is Tom Hanks. It was kind of fun throughout this very long movie, when I saw it in a screening, to try to figure out, like, okay, is that Hugo Weaving? Is (laughs) is that Halle Berry? And you're kind of following along, but you're still trying to guess who everyone is. You never have to guess who Tom Hanks is. So no matter what they do to him, it ends up looking comical because you're never going to not look like Tom Hanks.
2: Sure. You're going to be some version of Tom Hanks. But there's plenty of character actors in this where you're like, huh, that is, is, I would... Had I not known that, as that would be a different person.
1: Yeah, I had no idea. Um, so if again, this is this is truly the time to come jump on YouTube with us because I, after oh my god, you don't know how much digging I had to do to find this chart. You yeah, I was gonna say, why you find this? It's hard. You can't find everyone, all the characters in one. Chart for some reason. So this is the best I could do. Go uh, really do go to go to YouTube and um look at this because this is everyone from the movie, and I did not realize when I saw it that I was seeing. You know, at the beginning, I I, I didn't know anything about this movie. I, a friend just had a an extra ticket to a screening, so I didn't know what I know what was going on. I had no idea, and no. now no, look, well, yeah, no, good. Well, looking back, it's f- so much fun to watch this movie knowing what we know now. It bears repeated viewings. Absolutely. And I just think, yes, some of them missed the mark, but there were one, two, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26 massive prosthetic and makeup changes that they, they did. I mean, they pulled out all the stops.
2: More than that, because uh, uh, what this, this poster, by the way, this, this image is well done finding this, it's missing all of Keith David's characters who yep. are really well done. And yep. uh, um, the uh, actress on the right doing, I think it's Duna Bay. Um, either way, she is in three or four different sequences as a white woman, as an Asian woman. Yes. She, uh, she is Asian uh, man,
1: an old Asian oh, she, man, right?
2: I forgot. I forgot about that. Yeah, well, I- it's possible.
1: This is as close as I could get to all the characters. There's so No, this is well done. This is good. So, yeah, I mean, a couple of like, eh, like kind of snickering moments when you see like Tom Hanks, like in a, you know, with a, a, a flavor saver and goatee, whatever. Right. But overall, a triumph and just really fun to look at the chart to see Halle Berry as you've never seen her before. and And the list goes on and on. Well done. Well done.
2: Yeah, get out Thank there and you. see uh get out there and see this movie you guys. See uh Cloud Atlas and we'll let us know what you think. All if right. You're what hard, else do you have side or for wrong? Mm-hmm. Um so uh, my my last two uh, kind of go together cuz both in the same era, the early 1960s, well mid 1960s. And um yeah they're both uh time has not been kind to these uh, makeup uh jobs of course number one the aforementioned uh mickey rooney oh, in yeah. uh, breakfast at tiffany's uh a gross uh stereotype a gross characterization uh, of an asian man played by of course a very famous white man all they did was slap on they slapped on the same teeth they used for rami malek in uh, <laughs> bohemian rhapsody put some uh Put some uh, odd g- glasses, thick frame glasses, on, and we're like, "All right, act like a confused." You have anything? Yeah, so that, that's how it went. The so, comic mm-hmm. relief, yeah. yeah, yeah. Much like the movie itself has not stood the test of time. But uh, then, and, why uh, does
1: every girl going back to college have the poster on her wall?
2: That's really interesting. I'm glad you brought that up because I'm of an age and I'm sure you probably experienced this too to some degree. Every girl in college has the Breakfast of Tiffany's poster. You know, Audrey Hepburn looking fabulous with her uh, long cigarettes and uh, sunglasses and all that stuff. She looks great. She's a great actress. She's a great movie star. She's iconic. This is a bad movie and um, it is the Scarface of uh, uh, (laughs) of, uh, college girl movies, which is to say not nearly as good as the poster on the wall would indicate.
1: You are. That is the perfect comparison because the only two movies dudes ever had in their dorm rooms hanging the posters were Scarface and Reservoir Dogs, and only one of those is a good movie.
2: You know, sadly, what another one, another movie that exists purely on poster love alone, maybe not to the degree, but in a different world, and a different uh, setting, is uh, Rebel Without a Cause with James mm, Dean. I've never seen that. It. Is a that is very, as the kids say, very mid. The movie is uh, average at best. Uh, often below average, and uh, yet it endures as this image of cool, and it's like, all right, what else do you got beside the poster? Nothing.
1: Well, if he looked good, and the famous scene is one of the most uh, iconic spots in Los Angeles, I think that's all you need?
2: I guess that is all you need. Um, And in my second example, just a few years later, my beloved James Bond. Are you familiar with with, uh, You Only Live Twice? The James Bond film starring Sean Connery towards the end of his run, where they disguised Bond as an Asian man and uh, uh, hid him on a Japanese aisle. Uh, that is, that's the makeover that uh, Sean Connery has endured. You can see the, uh, the, the very elaborate um, uh, makeup that's been applied to make him a convincing Asian man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've never seen this. This is not the proudest moment of the series. <laughs> Aside the fact that he's in a kimono, um, he has a full brow, Yep. as we would probably, you know, we he has a a, a Brooke Shields brow, yeah, but they like
2: they reduce his eyebrows to like just kind of up.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's like if Brooke Shields and Spock were like, we should get together on this eyebrow there you thing. Go. There you go, and uh, sort of a wispy Caesar cut almost with a black. A black skullcap wig, which
2: is funny because Sean Connery was losing his hair enough at this point in his life that he was wearing it to pay anyway. <laughs> oh, so they funny. just gave a different one. gary's I don't know. I think there's another picture, maybe that I.
1: So that's this it? is him.
2: This is him with his uh, his full, full disguise. Face. They've darkened his skin and uh, they've adjusted his eyebrows, and of course, gave him a very fancy haircut. And I believe at some point he wears makeup to make his eyes look a little more slanted. Again. This is not the proudest moment of an otherwise beloved franchise and, and and furthermore, he's like hiding out of this Japanese aisle, and uh he is towering above everyone around him, like Sean Connery is like a six foot four man
1: I and never like knew said, that
2: look at look at the, the, the look at the uh yeah. the the karate school behind him. Oh. There are dominions here
1: oh my God, Brian, the picture you have up right now and everyone who's watching this. Would I be that off the mark if I said this frame specifically gives me shades of Steven Seagal?
2: Oh, yeah, I can see him being inspired by this for sure. Wow. And actually, not the best movie in the franchise, not the worst. Uh, but Not uh, the, the worst? This, no, not even close. But uh, this sequence, uh, not uh, the proudest moment.
1: So I, I hope Brian and I have made it clear that we are not... the. We we are open <laughs> to the conversation of appropriate casting and prosthetics, but uh, b- b- leave Bradley Cooper alone. Sean Connery yeah. has Sean Connery has said and apparently and allegedly done a lot of um, shameful things, and I think this might top the list.
2: Yeah, this might actually. Uh, lead the way. This might be first paragraph. Wow. Yeah, uh, as one who's seen all the James Bond movies. Again, not the worst movie, but uh, this, the sequence is uh, not celebrated.
1: Well, it'll be interesting to see how Hollywood and sort of the entertainment industry at large sort of evolves mm-hmm. from our, our more progressive and enlightened way of thinking. I hope that, you know, like, and I, I truly believe, and I think Brian does too, like bad, these bad faith actors who are coming down on Bradley Cooper, who clearly loves this, Person and wants to tell this story. I think those will probably fall by the wayside, and I'm hoping. Yeah. I, I'm just I'm interested to see where where this goes because I have friends that make, well, they're not making any money right now, but in general, make good money as makeup artists in Hollywood, and I, I I applaud them for being able to do their craft.
2: Yeah, if nothing else, hopefully this little exercise of ours has shown that yeah, there's a way to do this tastefully and respectfully, and a way to not, and yeah. hopefully. Uh, these days, uh, the Bradley Cooper's of the world, who we should point out is probably a producer on this movie, so yes. he's the boss. Uh, you know, is 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 uh, a little more respectful of uh, cultural norms and appropriations.
1: Yeah. Um. Good. I think we've said our piece. I think. Yeah, I feel like we solved the world's problems here. I think. Yeah, I think we deserve a pat on the back. I think you deserve a delivery of new towels. Yeah. I think I, I deserve. <laughs> If you got towels, send them my way. <laughs> I deserve a new bauble from Alex Again. and Ani. And maybe if we show them the love that we show them because we love them, maybe they can arrange that for me. This is Alex and Ani and how much we love them.
0: Jewelry is having a big moment right now. And with hundreds of products popping up in your feed every day, it can be hard to find a brand you trust. Alex and Ani has been creating meaningful jewelry for over 20 years, designing pieces that connect you with all of life's important moments. With an emphasis on value, there's truly something for everyone. You might be most familiar with their signature charm bangle. This bracelet literally created the category of meaningful jewelry and had you stacking charms from your wrist to your elbow. This piece is an icon for a reason. Completely size and Each bracelet is adorned with a symbol designed to tell your story and express your unique style. Beyond the bangle, you'll find stylish, affordable jewelry for every occasion, from classic pieces to bold statement looks. Don't know where to start? Alex and Ani makes it easy to unpack the trends you're after and sprinkle in your personality too. Each piece comes with a personalized message and meaning, truly making it the perfect gift. You can take comfort in knowing that you're shopping with a socially conscious brand as well. To date, Alex and Ani has donated over $60 million to nonprofits worldwide, connecting fashion and philanthropy in an easy, fun, affordable way. Visit alexandani.com right now to discover the confidence that comes with a perfectly accessorized piece of jewelry. Right now, Alex and Ani is offering our audience 20% off with code MIDAS at checkout. Again, head to alexandani.com, that's A-L-E-X-A-N-D-A-N-I.com and use code MIDAS at checkout for 20% off your order.
1: just something to think about. Uh, again, Brian, we could not be happier for you. This is something we've all been sort of holding our breath and trying to play it cool. Some of us better than others, but this is, we can all breathe a sigh of relief. I can't wait to hear how this goes down. I love that there's something you can take intermittently before the big drug comes out. Yeah, the, big guns.
2: Yeah, the bridge you got us there.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. And what do you guys think um, in general about A, the Bradley Cooper Michigas, as Brian says, and B, like, do you have any examples of prosthetics that you just cannot forget no matter how hard you try? You should tweet them to us at Gina Grad at Bald Brian on Twitter. Are we calling it Twitter?
2: Give us your bad makeup examples. I want to see. Yeah.
1: It. X us. Is that what we say? Even x us. X'd. Uh, so we next? talked
2: about uh, gladstones we have a lot to talk about in the next, I know uh, I know
1: alright so we'll get into all that and more um, but thank you for joining us thank you for being a part of our conversation and uh, we'll do it again real soon
0: Thank you for listening to the Brian and Gina Show. To get in touch with the hosts or buy their books, hit them up at, at BaldBrian and at GinaGrad on Twitter and Instagram, or by email at podcastslamag.com. At to get connected with LA magazine, hit them up at, at LA Mag on Twitter and Instagram. Talk soon.